نحمله ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله يقول الله سبحانه وتعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون Allah says, O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah truly, and do not die, save that you are Muslims. And he says, Azza wa Jal, Ya ayyuhal nasu taqwa rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida, wa khalaqa minha zawjaha, wa batha minhuma rijalan kathira wa nisa'a, wa taqwa Allah alladhi tasa'alunu bihi wal arham, inna Allah kana alaykum raqiba. O humanity, all of you mind your Lord. Have taqwa of your Lord who created you all from a single soul and from that individual created its mate. And from the two of them spread many men and women. And have taqwa of Allah through whom you ask one another, meaning in the name of whom you ask one another, as well as the bonds of kinship. Surely Allah is an observer over you. And he says, Azza wa Jal, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqu laha wa kulu qawlan sadeedan yuslih lakum a'malakum wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum wa man yuti'allaha wa rasoolahu faqad faza fawzan azima O you who believe have taqwa of Allah and speak accurately He will make right or make pious for you your deeds forgive for you your sins and if someone obeys Allah as well as his messenger then surely he will have a great triumph Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abadika wa rasulika nabiyyil ummi wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa azwajihi wa dhuriyatihi kama sallayta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ali Sayyidina Ibrahim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammadin nabiyyil ummi wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa azwajihi wa dhuriyatihi kama barakta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد أما بعد فإن خير خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدى هدى سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم to proceed the best speech is Allah's book and the best guidance is the guidance of our master Muhammad صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محتثاتها وكل بدع ضلالة and the most wicked, the most evil of affairs are those that are invented without a prophetic precedent where every reprehensible innovation is misguidance. Respected Imam, Shuyukh, elders, community members, brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored us in the likes of the month that is upcoming. And we're reminded by this month of this blessing and also we're reminded of this blessing by this month, which is Safar, and that is that the Prophet Wasallam's fatal illness began in the likes of this month, on a Wednesday towards the end of Safar. And he passed to the highest companies as he asked to go, Allahumma fil rafiq al-a'la, from the riwayat or the transmissions concerning his last words, O oh Allah, place me in the highest company or in the highest company. He passed on a Monday morning, uh, as, did he, as he was born also on a Monday morning in the likes of the upcoming month of Rabi'il Awwal. And in those 23 years in which he received revelation, in those 63 years that he was on the surface of this earth, Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alaihi Wasallam, he completed, or through him Allah completed and perfected the religion 
and revealed to him the Quran and he sallallahu alayhi wasallam received it and embodied it and demonstrated it so that the Sahaba and those who followed them and the generations that followed up to this time could continue to act on the guidance of the revelation of Allah. And let us reflect on that. The community of Nabi Muhammad, by virtue of our being his community and his receiving the Quran that Allah promised to protect, he received and was shaped by and transmitted to his Sahaba who transmitted it to the second generation who are referred to as At-Tabi'een or literally the followers and from them to the generations after them and, and by that we are a community that is connected to the revelation, to the word of Allah to that book in which there is no doubt ذَلِكَ kitab لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ that is a book in which there is no doubt, it is a guidance for the people who are mindful of Allah, the people of Taqwa. And he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was the first one intended by all of the verses of the Quran. And particularly the verses of the Quran relating to character, Allah revealed them to the heart of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and by them shaped his character and refined his conduct sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam to the extent that he reached as is described by his blessed wife Aisha Lady Aisha radiallahu anha in the Sahih of Al-Imam Muslim he reached the point that his character was the revelation that he was given and she said fa'inna khuluqa nabiyallahi kan al-Qur'an surely the character of God's Prophet was the Qur'an. So if we look at him and his character, that is a personification of what Allah has revealed to humanity, teaching and instructing and guiding the way in which, in which we must conduct ourselves while we are on the surface of this earth. And Allah refined him with verses like, Pardon, command the good or that which is reputable and ignore those who are ignorant in a, in a hasan, a hasan, a good narration that's transmitted in tafsir by Ibn Mardawi. This was revealed when the Prophet Wasallam's uncle Hamza radiallahu anhu was martyred and mutilated. And he was angered by this and Allah revealed this verse, pardon. So the Prophet ﷺ, he pardoned. He pardoned those who had, who had not only harmed him, but martyred and mutilated his uncle and his brother by wet nursing his dear uncle Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib anhu. And from the verses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, instructing him how to conduct himself. And this was also on that day of Uhud, which was it what? Which was in the third year after his hijrah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the day of Uhud was particularly severe. On that day, as was mentioned, Hamza radiallahu anhu and 69 other, approximately 70 Sahaba were martyred. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was severely injured himself. And part of this was a result of his companions disobeying his order. The stratagem that was organized for that battle is that archers 
guarded the flank or, or, or the, the rear actually of the, of the companions, of the Prophet Sallallahu and companions, and they were instructed not to leave their position, whether the Prophet Sallallahu and the companions were victorious or whether it turned against them. And they left their position. And that the, the enemy cavalry took the opportunity to, to flank the Prophet Sallallahu and the companions and the battle turned against them. The Prophet ﷺ had his helmet smashed. He had his chainmail driven into his cheek. He had his head split. He had his, 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 his ruba'iyah, like the second layer of teeth over on the lower side, broken. And many of his companions were martyred. So how does the Qur'an, how does the Qur'an instruct a leader over a group of people to conduct himself when they make such a grave error. And we're not talking about a loss merely of property. We're not talking about one accident on the work, at the workplace that results in an injury or even one fatality. We're talking about disobeying a, a, an explicit and direct order at, during a battle and at the outcome of that battle, 70 have been martyred. And from those that have been martyred are some of the most dear people to the Prophet ﷺ, and he himself is injured. So how did he conduct himself? How does the Qur'an instruct us to conduct ourselves? And again, this isn't towards enemies, this is towards one's, one's friends, one's companions and students. When a grave error is made, Allah said of the Prophet ﷺ, and this is how he conducted himself, and Allah praised him but also reminded him that it was Allah's mercy that guided him to this conduct. So Allah said, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنْ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ Due to a mercy from Allah, you were what? You read the Mariah Act, you called them out, you canceled every good they've ever done, right? Which is what we're doing nowadays, right? No. فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنْ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ <coughs> Due to a mercy from Allah, you were gentle towards them. وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيدَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْفَضُّ مِنْ حَوْلِكَ Were you to have been harsh and hard-hearted, they would have dispersed from, about you, from around you. Then what does Allah say? Right? So He wasn't harsh, He was merciful. What does Allah command the Prophet ﷺ? How do you deal with your companions when they've made this grave error? فَعْفُوَنْهُمْ so pardon them. So he was ordered to pardon his enemies who had, who had, who had martyred his, his uncle. He was ordered to pardon his companions who had disobeyed a direct order and, and the result was, was that the battle turned against their favor when it had previously been in their favor. Fa'afu anhum, pardon them. Afu, what does afu entail? Afu entails that Someone has a justifiable grievance, they can take uh, their plaintiff to task, and rather than taking them to task, they pardon them. They relinquish their right, whether that be monetary, whether that be damage to reputation, whether that be um, a, 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 physical, uh, a physical assault, that the person is in a justified position, and they pardon and excuse and relinquish their rights. Fa'afu'anhum. Wastaghfir lahum. Pray that Allah forgive, forgives them. And then what, you know, they're, they were foolish, they're this, they're that, so just, you know, don't give them a second chance. Is that it? No. وَشَّاوِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَمَرِ 
Consult them in the affair. Right? Not only pardon forgiveness, but continue to recognize uh, the benefit and legitimacy of their opinions and continue to take their counsel. And this isn't the counsel of who? Those who have demonstrated excellent stratagem, the counsel of those who have just made a, a huge error. That is, the, that is the character of the Qur'an. The character of the beloved of Ar-Rahman, the one whom Allah said of him, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ and surely you are upon or above, meaning that you've gained mastery of, right? Like if you're, you've mounted something, you have, you're on top of it. You are in control of it. You are upon a magnificent character. That is the character of Al-Habib sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. And in that manner, he reared his companions and the people of his house. So they became people Despite that, despite the vicissitudes and the invariable conflict which will occur between human beings while we are in this dunya, and we underscore while we are in this dunya because there's no conflict in the akhirah. Truth and falsehood, good and bad, are entirely clear, right? Paradise is entirely good and beautiful. Hellfire, wali adabada ta'ala, is entirely difficult for those who are wicked, wali adabada ta'ala. Right? But in this world, invariably, there will be conflicts. Those conflicts might even result, um, they might even result in, in combat, as they did during the early Islamic period. However, the character that the Prophet wasallam uh, instilled and reared and trained and taught with the revelation to his companions caused them to show the utmost nobility and magnanimity in those conflicts. So from them was Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali bin Abi Talib radiallahu anhu wa karramallahu wajha. And he took the Khilafah at the end of the period of Khilafah. And the fitan had already began, the, the discord had already begun during the Khilafah of Sayyidina Uthman. And Sayyidina Ali took, received the Khilafah and these fitan were full underway. And during this fitan, huge prophetic companions. They differed in terms of their judgment as to how to navigate this difficult period, right? They differed in ijtihad. And the prophetic companions, and there's a point that I'll make prior to, to proceeding, we teach or we're taught in our, in our fundamental manuals of tenets of faith as Sunni Muslims, What occurred among the Sahaba, we don't delve into it in the way of this one's right, this one's wrong, speaking ill of that or what have you. And we affirm that they have the reward of ijtihad, right? So in any of them is rewarded in their ijtihad and the judgment they made in these disputes and the one who's correct receives two rewards. In any case, some of this ijtihad resulted in them engaging in conflict. Conflict to the extent that there was actually combat. Combat occurred between not just the Sahaba, between the 10 who were promised paradise. Right, and what, what do we understand now? You understand that's the dunya, right? 
as, as our shiuch say, a dunya dunya, right? The dunya is base. They, you know, there's vicissitudes, there's judgment, there's obscurities. This happens in the dunya. But conflict resulted, and during um, this conflict, an illustrious companion, the likes of Sayyidina Talha, was killed, radiallahu anhu. And he was killed in conflict with Sayyidina Ali. And Sayyidina Ali said, consoling his son, and also indicating like the, the level of balance that he was taught by the Prophet in the character that he should have with a believer with whom he has conflict, right? And again, this isn't a light matter. This isn't, you know, I argued and our voices were raised. This is a, a matter of that it came to the, the, the difference in, in judgment in navigating this discord came to the point of combat where people died. He said of Talha, Sayyidina Ali said of Talha, I hope, and he says, La arju, surely I hope or I anticipate. And he said this to the son of Talha, that I and your father will be described by this verse of Quran. And that was their character was the Quran. He said, this verse will describe us inshallah. That his belief of this companion who differed with him and died as a result of this difference is that I hope, I anticipate that he and I will be in paradise. Meaning that despite our difference, I believe this is a person of paradise in front of me. I anticipate it's my hope that he and I will be in paradise. As Allah described, we've re removed any ill feeling, any discord, any bad feelings from their hearts, and they are brothers sitting on couches facing one another. That was his view. That's the Quranic view that any believer should have with, it, with, should have with, with another believer with whom they differ. Should, should the view be to hell with them? Absolutely not. Oh, that person's a hypocrite, they're going to go to hell? Absolutely not. Or should it be curse them with the Adab Ta'ala? Wishing them hell? Absolutely not. Anyone who is someone who says, Ashadu wa la ilaha illallah, wa ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah, much less someone who prays the five prayers and gives the zakat and, and, and so on and so on, we should anticipate but that, that that be a person of paradise because why that's what the Prophet ﷺ taught us is a person of paradise. Someone who dies testifying la ilaha illallah will enter paradise. So no matter what the disagreement we have with this individual, we should see before us a person that if we're believers and we should fear for our own faith, but may Allah make our faith strong, that eventually us and that person will be in paradise. And in paradise Allah said, what? Is there still ill feeling? No. All ill feeling has been removed from the breasts, from the hearts and their brothers facing one another. وَنَزَعْنَا مَا فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ فِي صُدُورِهِمْ Excuse me. فِي صُدُورِهِمْ مِنْ غِلْ إِخْوَانًا عَلَى سُرُرٌ مِنْ تُقَابِلِينَ Right? Um, so that was his view of, of those who opposed him, of the believers. Even the Khawarij, right? Even the Khawarij, the, the Kharijites, those who, who went against him, and that is a type of reprehensible innovation. Right? Al-Khuruj, the Kharijite, that, that was a type of reprehensible innovation. But even towards them, he maintained in his tongue and in his van, right? His, his estimation of them, adab, 
that is according to the book and the sunnah. So his companion said, are they kuffar? They're fighting us, they're killing us, are they kuffar? He said, min al-kufri farru. They, they fled kufr, they're not disbelievers. Right? It is not the way the Prophet ﷺ trained the companions to rush to accusations of apostasy of, 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 of people of the Qibla. He said, no, from kufr they fled. Are they, are they hypocrites? And he said that the hypocrites, Allah says the hypocrites remember Allah a little and they remember Allah much. Then what are they? Ikhwanuna baghawalayna. That's what he said of the Quraj. They are our brothers, right? They're our brothers in faith who have, have rebelled against us. That what he was, that's what he was taught. So not denying their faith, not accusing them of hypocrisy, not, not. They're brothers who have opposed us. We differ with them, however, at least we're preserving what we can of al-khuwa, al-imaniya, al-islamiyya between us and them. They are our brothers who have opposed us. Also we find in the seerah of Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu. Sayyidina Abu Bakr, and this was during another of the trials for the community, however this time in the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and this was when Sayyidina Aisha was slandered. So Sayyidina Aisha was slandered, and an accusation was made against her chastity radiallahu anha wa ardaha. And the hypocrites, you know, they stirred the pot. They stirred the pot and they, and they stirred this slander among the believers. However, some of the believers fell into this slander. And one of those who fell into it was a, a, a relative of, of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu. He wasn't just a relative, he was a relative who Sayyidina Abu Bakr was supporting. Right, the Muhajirun, they made hijrah to Al-Madinah and they were in difficult circumstances. Sayyidina Abu Bakr was the patron of this, of this Sahabi, radiallahu anhu, who was slandering Sayyidina Abu Bakr's daughter. Sayyidina Aisha, radiallahu anha. So when the verses were revealed, exonerated, proclaiming the innocence of Sayyidina Aisha, Sayyidina Abu Bakr did what? He was a human being and he was naturally angry. So he swore an oath, I'm no longer gonna support him, right? I'm not, not that I'm gonna cut him off, I'm not I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, beat him, da, 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 da. no, I'm just not gonna give him this voluntary additional support. I'm gonna stop doing this meritorious deed towards him because he slandered my daughter. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wasn't satisfied with that from a Siddiq radiallahu anhu. Right, that's not the akhlaq of a Siddiqiyah, right, of that station of, of, of the voracious saints. That's not the akhlaq of the one who's the sahib of the ghar, right? Thaniyat main, the one who's that close to my habib, I'm not satisfied with that from him. So Allah revealed this verse, وَلَا يَأْتِي أُولُ الْفَضْلِ مِنْكُمْ Let not those of virtue and affluence swear oaths and yu'tu ulil qurba. Let them not swear oaths that they will no longer support their relatives, right? Allah said, no, don't swear an oath that you won't support him. Right, you're virtuous, you're affluent. And then notice that Allah mentioned three of the virtues of this individual, and that's adab. That despite the dispute that we may have with someone, despite the mistreatment that they may show us, we should maintain adab towards them in terms of our perspective of them and our tongue towards them. We should still recognize the good that they've done, right? And to the young people, hold this up against cancel culture. Right, someone makes one mistake and you cancel decades of service. 
Whereas this man made an enormous mistake and Allah said to Sayyidina Abu Bakr, don't cancel his virtues. So Allah said, ulul qurba, right? Don't swear an oath that you won't support your relatives. That's a virtue, he's a relative. Wal masakin, he's someone of, 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 of need, right? And that's a virtue. Despite um, prosperity gospel in this country, that's a virtue. Wal muhajirin fi sabilillah, and those who have, who have migrated for the sake of Allah, and then Allah says what? Wal ya'fu wal yasfahu. Pardon and overlook this. Pardon it in your heart, relinquish your right, and act as though it didn't it ever happen. And then what does Allah say? Allah tuhibbuna an yaghfir Allah lakum. Don't you all love that Allah would forgive you? So Sayyidina Abu Bakr said, I love Allah to forgive me. He expiated his oath and he continued to support this companion who was his relative, Misbah radiallahu anhu. And we ask Allah for his forgiveness. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi wa tabi'ina lahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin Amma ba'd fa ya ibad Allah inni usikum wa iyaaya bi taqwallah aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullaha li wa lakum fa astaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafoorul rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi wa tabina lahum bi ihsanan ila yawmiddin Amma ba'd fa ya ibadullah inni usikum wa iyaaya bi taqwullah Yaqullahu subhanahu wa ta'ala Inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم وعلى ساداتنا الخلفاء الراشدين وأهل بيت نبيك الطيبين الطاهرين وأصحابه الخيار المهتدين وتابنا لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين فرجنا وعن جميع المسلمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقينا عذاب النار اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم ارحم المؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث ومن أذابك نستدير أصلح لنا ولجميع المسلمين شؤوننا كلها ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا ولا إلى أحد من خلقك طرفة عين إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون